Hello and welcome to the Bottom Up Podcast. It's a very fresh, a very new episode one of the Bottom Up Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons, and as always, I'm joined by the man in Brooklyn himself, Mr. Chad Owen. This is uh, it's feeling a little different here, isn't it, Mike? This is a brand new podcast, Chad, and I am so excited about this. How are you feeling embarking on this new journey together? Great. So if those of you have been following Mike and I on the Moonshots podcast, this is our second venture into podcasting. And what we want to do here on the Bottom Up podcast is get very practical and transfer some of the skills that Mike and I have been picking up over the years doing design thinking and working with clients and deliver some short, less than 10 minute episodes with some bite-sized skills, practical tools and tips all so that we can work in this new bottom up world. Absolutely. And we have collected so many methodologies, frameworks and tools. What we really hope for everyone that listens to this show is that they can get one practical thing from each short compressed episode that they could literally press pause on the podcast and start doing at their desk so that they can create better products. And Chad, we've got an absolute cracker today. It's based on one of the case studies that you can find on bottomup.io, but where shall we begin this adventure, Chad? So we're in November 2019, and one of the startups that's been in the news the most recently has been WeWork. And we're going to spend the next four episodes going through four different areas of WeWork's business, uh, decoding it to figure out what we can learn about WeWork's product, what we can learn about their people, their promotion, as well as their profit or lack thereof, as I'm sure many of you have been reading about lately. Oof, oof. Yes, so this this show is not only our first in the Bottom Up podcast, but it's solely going to deal with the WeWork product. So let's jump straight in. I think, Chad, the thing I want to propose to you that without question, we're not going to think about the fact that they had buckets and buckets of money. We're just going to focus on the product itself. Mm -hmm. And the truth really is, WeWork is a great product, right? Yeah, I'm recording right now from a a lovely conference room here in the Doc72 WeWork building in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. And I've been a member for almost four years now. And as as a consumer, I I must say, I, I do enjoy working here much more than working from my cramped, tiny Brooklyn apartment. Well, not only that, I think it's a far cry from how we were all working just 10, 20 years ago. I mean, if you think about how almost industrial age, factory-like workplaces have been really up until the creation of WeWork, it was all about being in a cubicle. It was all about a lot of gray and um, hardly the most inspirational place. But right now we live in a world that is firmly in the digital age, firmly in the knowledge age. And if you want the best knowledge, the best insights, the best ideas from your employees, then you've got to create a great workplace. And what I propose to you, Chad, is I think the big product insight that we can take away from WeWork 
is they found a very old, dusty industry that was all about the gray cubicle and they went in and totally disrupted. It is exactly the same as Uber did to an old, dusty industry called the taxi industry. WeWork, in this case, went in and totally reimagined the workspace. And I think at the core of this, and this is something, I mean, you're such a great test case because you've actually been working in these spaces and you're in one of their premier showcase properties now. What I propose to you is that from a product insight, they discovered that people have different modes in the journey during the day or the week in the office. Sometimes it's about focus, sometimes it's about learning and collaboration or socialization. And they designed very intentional spaces to that. And this is why it was so radical in contrast, a stark contrast to the world of the gray cubicle. So tell us, Chad, you use this product every day. Tell us about these modalities because I think what we know is that it was this that created such an exceptional product. Yeah, so even so, even a creative like myself would be, you know, stuck at the kitchen counter and essentially have, you know, only one place from from which to work. But I would say one of my favorite parts of of the WeWork buildings is there's no fewer than a dozen and sometimes even 20 different kinds of workspaces that you can work at. So whether that's by the cold brew taps working at <laughs> kind of a high top bar or it's like a cozy little booth next to the the eating area or it can be you know an enclosed conference room and then of course you've you've got your private office spaces as well but when this building first opened it was fun for me just to go and explore all the different types of workspaces and it can be subtle things as as simple as in a conference room why not have a standing high top table as opposed to uh you know a seated table mm. so even just the standing and working and, and discussing versus sitting. I think they've done a, a really good job at diversifying those those different workspaces. So a massive, really a massive change in an industry that had essentially been the same for close to 100 years. But the, there was another big part of what was so radical about the WeWork product, which is it liberated companies from these massive 10, 15, sometimes 25-year corporate or commercial leases. It liberated them from the idea of, at a minimum, in traditional leasing of commercial property, you would have to take an entire floor, which means that if you're not at 30, 40, or maybe 50 people, you were in a no man's land. And they came along and offered this idea of fractional ownership, meaning share your space with many others so that you could enjoy all the perks of a large company, even though you're small. Now, this next next thing about fractional ownership is really big because by doing so, not only were you able to get a really nice space with all these modalities that made you more productive, but what WeWork could in turn do is offer you effectively a lease that was 66% less than the standard lease, which included like the build out and the operating of the space. So they literally came along to the world and said, you know what, you can have an amazing space and you can have it for 66% 
the less than what you would normally do. I mean, Chad, and it's month to month. You're not locked in for five, 10 or 25 years. Exactly. You just have to give 30 days notice. Exactly. I mean, that is like, I can't say no proposition. So often one of the things I think about is that when your proposition is so good, everybody like can't say no, but they almost want it to be true. Great office, a third the price, and month-to-month lease so that if things change, you can shrink or expand exactly how you like. No waste whatsoever. Now, we're going to put aside the fact that we work as a business. It's profits paid a huge price for offering this. That's that's going to be in episode four, so a little teaser. But this is an amazing offering. It's a no-brainer. Total no brainer. Like you said, it's like it's like irrefutable. Like again, you you start to question like how in the world can they offer this office space for five hundred dollars a head? You'll have to wait till episode four and really figure out kind of the ramifications of that. But as a, as a product offering, I think they came onto the market as you said into an industry that was ripe for disruption. You know, typically, companies would have to hire architects and spend hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of dollars building things out. And yet here I can come in as a, as a small business owner and, and act as if I'm a much larger corporation. I've got training rooms and conference rooms and kombucha and rosé on tap. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Stop. things that I would never Stop. be able to afford. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so here's the thing. Not only was the product great, there's also the delivering and the pricing. The way to own was also really great. So as a total product experience, the essential product itself was already great, but they made it vastly cheaper. So now they're getting going from good to great and they go from great to exceptional when they say, look, it's a month by month lease. So this is like, this is home run everywhere you look. It's not just the product itself. It's the pricing. It's the delivery method. It is a complete home run. Now, the other thing is uh, a great test of any product is what customers say about it. And um, in uh, in the case study you'll find on bottomup.io, um, we found that the actual users of the product, the customers, the startups, the scale-ups, they loved it. I mean, across three major cities in the world, you're looking at an average of 4.4, 4.5 out of 5 in terms of the reviews on Google, and that's hundreds and hundreds of reviews. So we know that they they got something very right, and I think that was a huge gift that they could offer us in terms of the product, the way they delivered it, the way they priced it, and the, the real proof was customers were enamored with it. They were just simply mm. in love with with what they had to to deliver to the world and and Chad as a customer where are you on your experience with WeWork it's not for everyone but i'm definitely i i call myself a quasi advocate for for WeWork i think you know for the price you you get a lot and for small business owners it's you know it's going to, I think, save you a lot of money in the long run and also give you the flexibility to to pay more attention and to spend resources on other parts of the business that can help you continue to grow. So, you know, while I might have some uh, issues with the long-term viability and, you know, practices of management of, of the company, again, as a consumer, it's kind of hard to complain. Exactly. So, so much to learn there and great product, great delivery of it. So please take that away. I think we challenge all of our listeners just to go and tune into this. 
Have I got a great product? Am I pricing it correctly? Am I, am I reducing the barriers to participation in the product? And I think an, another thing here is if you're looking at a tired, old, dusty industry, you're probably going to find that there's an opportunity for you to bring your own disruption just like we were, where people have sort of accepted the de facto standards and it's just ripe for, for disruption. I think that's another a big takeout that we can all have on, on WeWork. Mm. And Mike, you, you've gone back, done some research, and found some interesting surveys from which we've kind of discovered WeWork you know, built their product on, on the back of. You want to say a little bit more about that and share some uh, resources with our listeners? All right. So yeah, good point. At the end of every one of our bottom-up podcasts, we're actually going to give you a free download template that really will inspire you to go out and build better product and a better business. And this one is, it's a bit of a classic. It's by a very esteemed architectural firm called Gensler. And they did a workplace survey in 2013, which captured the essence of these modalities, these different ways people work in the office. And you can see how WeWork has built their product off the back of these. And you're going to find a link uh, in the show notes at bottomup.io, where we've actually found the entire workplace survey where it outlines all the different modes people work in. So yes, for all the budding architects, they can check it out. But I think, look, we all work. We all work in workplaces. And I'm sure many of our listeners will be looking to ask the question, how can they create a better environment in which they can work? And this survey from Gensler around workplace design is really inspirational. So you'll find a link to that in the bottomup.io section for the podcast. Just get all the goodies there. And well, Chad, I think we're pretty much done. It's short, it's sharp, it's compressed. I think- uh, Yeah, but there's more episodes to come. Oh yeah, yeah. So where do we we go next? We have three more episodes going over the three other P's of WeWork. Got people, promotion, and profit. And then we've gotten such a great response from everyone that's gone through the bottom up .io coursework. I think the design thinking masterclass is uh, is a favorite. And so we're going to bring that to you here on the podcast in short bite-sized podcast episodes. So that'll be our next our next series here on the Bottom Up Podcast. Got at least a dozen great episodes uh, for you on, on design thinking. Can't wait to share that and all the resources we have for you in those shows as well. Awesome. Okay. Thanks everyone for tuning in to our very first episode of the Bottom Up Podcast. There's going to be plenty more. Thanks again. This is the Bottom Up Podcast.